Hey guys, welcome to this week's Tapping Into Crypto podcast. I've got a uh, special guest, Mr. Jason Pizzino, mate. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. I like the intro of a special guest. <laughs> nah, well, every guest is a special guest, I guess, but um, extra special. <laughs> well, it is special in a way because you haven't been on for a while. I That's think the true. last episode was what, like a year and a bit ago? or Yeah, we're talking about retirement yeah. funds and SMSF. Yeah. It'll be good to, I guess, just between now and I guess a lot's happened. Um, true. At the same time, not much has happened in the last couple of weeks. Just to sort of see how, how you're sort of finding the whole space in general. But I guess just to kick it off, I mean, the topic of everyone's hot on the lips, uh, you know, Jay Powell, the, the Fed, all the hikes that we've been seeing. Uh, so something you've sort of reached out and been a concurrent theme on your channel, on your socials and on your Twitter. What's your sort of take on what what's sort of played out in the last couple of weeks and most recently and what you sort of see happening probably into the new year? Uh, what's been happening seems to be pretty much on point with where they wanted it to go. So, you know, yeah. if we just uncover that, you know, they wanted the interest rates to go up, they've gone up. Uh, a lot of people sort of expecting that the world had to implode just because the interest rates went up. And I think they've been disappointed. And so they're going to continue to, you know, jump aboard that carriage and say the world still needs to keep going down further. So we're seeing some tough times for people, depending where you are in the world. But in terms of prices, I mean, property, land hasn't really gone down. That's sort of the main driver that, that we look at here and, and, you know, in the US. Stock market obviously has gone down, but in terms of the Australian stock market, you know, nearly at all-time highs again. <laughs> this is like the yeah, most critical right. period. Everyone said it has to implode, go, you know, run to gold and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and of course, Bitcoin and crypto come down because there's just nothing behind it. So that's fine. They're a great tool. That's why we're here to, you know, trade them yeah. for, for more Bitcoin or for more fiat. So, you know, what he's done is what needed to be done and into the new year, I suspect we'll have another test of the bottom. This is in terms of the S&P, you know, the traditional markets. And from that point, probably going to go up into 2023. I know a lot of people say the opposite, but I just can't see it with the, the big the big stuff happening next year, in, you know, in terms of pre-election years and all that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one thing I'm sort of talking about is every month's been month to month, I guess, interest rate, you know, as expected or, you know, the few times it has been over as expected rates. Yeah. Do you sort of foresee in 2023, you might finally see like a bit of a pause in any of the potential months or do you kind of think we'll see a, a steady theme of rates going up still? I think we'll see them go up, but I don't think we'll see three quarters of a percent you know, that's probably, they've, they've probably done what they needed to do there. And, mm -hmm. you know, there'll be a quarter percent here and there, but I think that'll all be expected by the market. So even though it does go up, even if the market is expecting it, then, you know, some people don't really know what that means, which is fair enough. Essentially, there's yep. a forecast. And if the forecast is on point, then it's not a surprise. So it's as if it never happened anyway, because the market's already priced it in. So basically, if the interest rate goes up and people are expecting it, it's no big deal. Yeah. And, and do you kind of foresee just on that exact point that potentially like the first under expected might be the catalyst for some sort of like, I know everyone's sort of pointing towards a mid cycle sort of run before the next cycle actually takes off. Like we all saw it in, you know, oh, in after the bear market in 2017, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, 2019. Like, do we kind of foresee that could be a 2023 theme just to watch for that I, potential mid cycle? I think so. If we go back in, you know, history, there's, there's usually some sort of move in that fourth year, you know, 2015, mm -hmm. say for Bitcoin, it didn't have a huge move. But when you look at it from the low to the high, when it was trading in a range for about nine, eight to nine months, it was still a hundred percent range. You know, it went from the January low up into, I think it was like a, 
at July or an August peak and then back down for a month or two. So there was still a decent trading range, a bit of a move. 2019, we had that 300% move on Bitcoin. So you know, if we line up something in the middle for 2023, it's still a decent trading move for um, anyone you know, that's still around in crypto that's trading at the lows. You know, we've got the opportunity to make some profits in trades and to be getting in at the bottom. Would you say that's kind of, I guess, what you're teeing up as your strategy into 2023? Definitely. Like, is it to try and yeah. capitalize on that, that swing? Yeah, yeah. Everything's been suppressed for so long for this whole year, and we haven't seen any major breaks in Bitcoin. Every time it tried to rally, it's been extremely weak. And eventually that tide mm. flips. And when it flips, it's probably going to flip pretty hard. And what, what's your sort of sentiment on altcoins in 2023? Uh, there'll be some pumps. I don't think it's the year to be buying up for the long haul the whole let's buy and hold for the next 100x. But in terms of trading, there's definitely going to be opportunity. So we have to just differentiate those two, you know, between trading and, you know, quote unquote, investing what the new people like to call it when they're essentially just trying to trade. You know, trade is like a short term, maybe it's a few minutes, few hours, few years, but it's still a trade. So I think those longer hold opportunities will probably come 2024, 2025, but next year will be good trading. So you might have to be in and out, might be days, maybe weeks, but it's still, there's opportunity there. Yeah. And I guess it's hard to have a crystal ball on these things as well. Like what's the theme now? Like, will it carry on, you know, post all this sort of bear market uh, yeah. sentiment? So. I think the crystal ball part is hard when we look at like, what's the next narrative going to be? You know, we only know the narratives of the past and we right, haven't yeah. seen the same narratives play out. And I think it might be a bit of a fool's game to believe that NFTs and metaverse and gaming is going to be the narrative again. There'd mm-hmm. probably be a lot of interest in it. It could be the thing, but you know, we didn't see it. We didn't see ICOs be the, you know, the big player of 2021. They were huge in 2017. So that's right. I suspect it's going to be something different. It can't be the same thing, otherwise everyone will expect it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess on that point, looking back at the run and cycle we have just seen, what was the sort of theme that you picked out and I guess capitalized on that? What was your thinking in, in that sort of scenario too? So I'm more of a trader, so I'm just following the charts more so. So it's hard to it's hard for me to just believe one of these altcoins is going to yes throw in a few swear words there, but we can call them shit coins. We're allowed to do that here, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, no, that's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, the shit coins, like yeah. exactly, like it's hard to pick the ones. And if you've got you know deep pockets and you can throw a lot of money at a hundred different shit coins, then you're probably going to pick, you're going to pick one at least. But in terms of the the narratives. I wasn't so much a gaming NFT metaverse guy because I'm not a gamer myself, but I do like the layer ones. And so I managed to get on board with things like Solana. So Solana was a pretty big, big pick. I got that at the next bottom, I should say. So it was like the bear market in 2021. So not the 2019, but the, the 2021. And, you know, sort of rode that for about 25, 30 bucks up to about 160, although the top was about 260 US dollars. The main thing I was talking about at the time to, you know, online, to my members and that sort of stuff was just take profits. Like it doesn't matter if you got a 5X or 10X, just take profits because before you know it, it's going to be 90% down. And, you know, I sold some slider on the way down again, you know, around 140 or so. And I remember all the comments online was just absolutely crazy. You know, you're an idiot, fool, da-da-da-da, just everything. <laughs> and they, those people always go silent. It's almost a selling signal. Exactly, right? so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're all gone now. Obviously, it's at 14 bucks yeah. for Solana. So, you know, it wasn't a bad thing. I guess also on that same point, reflecting on, I guess, the, the questions that people were asking you during that sort of cycle that we just come through, what were some themes there? Like, is that pretty much what you were sort of saying? You, you felt like people weren't 
putting in stop losses or invalidation points. Yes. They just weren't taking enough profits. Big time. Like, I guess all of the above. All of the above, uh, yeah. It seems to happen yeah. around those peaks, doesn't it? You know, like it's just try and ride this thing up. And unf- it's very, very unfortunate the time that's when people get in. Now is really the time and it's boring. But everyone wants excitement yeah. because it's just like, you know, you're throwing money at something. You in normal life, you expect you, you expect an experience when you pay money. You know, you go to a restaurant Sick or a show or something. You expect an experience. You go on holidays, you buy a car. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you go out clubbing, yeah. whatever. But in the market, the, there's no experience. Don't expect an experience. It's literally just a couple of numbers going up or down. And so people come back when there's fireworks, and unfortunately, they always lose. Now there's no fireworks. Now is the best time. So um, yeah, you know, that's what that's essentially what I'm looking out for, and they're the, they're the lessons to be learned, you know, come when the party's over, you know, people are cleaning up now and basically preparing for the next party. Yeah. And I think that definitely holds true. And I've spoken about it a lot of times in the catch-ups that we have on the potty as well. It's, you know, I myself bought the top in like 2017, 2018. And, you know, for me, it was like a, the bear market was a period to reflect and work out how the hell did I get it so wrong? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you got to treat it as almost like an education or a tuition cost. Well, you don't have to, but those that do, like you're definitely, I guess, more prepped for the next time. It's true yes. every time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I guess just to change gears, like you mentioned uh, last time you were on, you were talking about the self-managed super fund. How's that sort of going right now? Have you sort of been moving funds in and around? I know we've seen some interesting things with bonds and things like that. So Yeah, I've been adding more to it and I'll yep. continue to add more to it in this financial year. So this is, what are we, 2022, 2023? Just mm-hmm. keeping it very simple. Bitcoin and ETH, yes, it's down a lot, but it went up a lot. You know, I think my average price is something like, eight to 10K per Bitcoin. And then ETH was in the three figures. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was six or $700 by the by the end of it all. But um, no, I'll continue to, to add to those and I'm not looking at anything else yet. You know, definitely not bonds. I assume most of us that are listening to this are probably under the age of 50 and probably don't have <laughs> billions of dollars, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd see much better opportunities to make money if you've got a strict, like, risk and reward plan set out, go and take the rewards, take the profits, you know, in crypto, maybe even in the stock market, but not talking tech at this stage yet, but, you know, banking and things like that. And of course, real estate, if you can afford to get into it. And it's interesting you say, like, you're just slowly adding to that. So what, what would you say was your entry criteria there? Is it just a time-based event, like every so often you're, you're edging in or are you waiting for something for the market to do before you add to your, I guess, your long-term holdings there? I don't just do it on a weekly basis. I usually wait for particular events, especially in these bear markets, say for Bitcoin. I like to buy on those extreme days when people are extremely fearful. So I'll pick up some on those days. It's just a fun thing to do to be buying when everyone else is selling. You know, it's it, and I'll position it so that I'm not buying a ton at the tops. So you can have extreme days like we did in December or January, January 2022, where the market fell from like 50 to I don't know, 35 or something like that was 38. But you just buy a little bit less then and buy a little bit more now as we are down at 17K. So that's the time that I like to do for BTC. And then for ETH, I'm also waiting for some breakout points. Like I follow a traditional swing chart. So when I see those macro swings break, that is generally a signal that the market is trending up. So I'm not going to catch the bottoms, but I'm you know, I'm trading with the trend. Yeah, nice. That's a good way to sort of frame it. Because yeah, I know a lot of people do want to take that easy approach, but you know, just spending a little bit of time investing in some knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Maximize that those long term returns, right? Perfect. I guess um the next thing to really just 
breakdown. I mean, I'm sure you've done this a bunch of times in other chats that you've had, but what, I guess what was some takeaways, I guess you'd say for anyone new that's listening? Because I'm sure there's a few people that have just sort of gotten started. I mean, yeah, yeah. crypto is exactly that. We're getting bigger and bigger waves of adoption. So what would you say is stuff that you wish that you knew for those new new people out there? It's a great time. If they're just getting started now, especially if you're listening to this in December, are we putting this out in December 2022 or January 2023? That's a good question. I wish I could answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the time we're recording it. So hopefully you guys hear this sooner rather than later. But if you're just getting started, I would definitely write down what it is you're doing in the market. Like Note where your money's going and why, and keep a record of that because you'll look back on it. And this is the only like if you lose money, at least you can look back on it and use it as an experience and learn from it. But if you don't write anything down, it's essentially just money down the drain. You're just pissing it away. So yeah, I would be writing down what I am doing so that I can learn from whatever it is that I, I chose to do at that point in time. Yeah, nice. I guess one thing I've always taken away is never underestimating the dominance that Bitcoin can have in a bear market. True, yeah. Is that something you'd echo as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. If, you, if you're wondering what to get into and that sort of thing, the dominance of Bitcoin, it's shown every single time because the, I think there's like another saying that's been brought up this time is, you know, bull markets, something about bull markets creating, you know, a lot of moon boys and altcoin, altcoiners, but the bear markets create Bitcoin maxis. So that's pretty true. Actually. Yeah. Everyone's like, screw these altcoins. I'm done with them. I don't want them anymore. You know, everyone's yeah. sort of pissed. And then their anger stage of the, you know, if you've seen that Wall Street cheat the, sheet. Um, yeah, yeah. The cheat sheet. Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone's in this anger depressive stage. They're getting rid of their altcoins. They hate them and they end up becoming Bitcoin maxis. And so this sort of drives the next the next uh, cycle of Bitcoin maxis and the, the the growth of Bitcoin. Even though you're not going to get the 100x on it, it, it's more about is your money safe? You know, it's mm. uh, every cycle people learn that lesson the hard way. Very unfortunately, like we've seen with a lot of these exchanges that have gone down and altcoins that they invested mm. in and NFTs and all this absolute garbage, they learn the hard way. And it's like, look, I don't need the 100x, but Bitcoin is going to probably give me a 5 or a 10x, which is better than anything I can see in the market. Yeah, I guess that's another big thing that's happened since the last time you were on the show. I mean, it's been a lot that's happened, but let's say the FTX drama. There's a lot of social commentators saying that the market's priced in below probably a value that would have been if, if that drama didn't sort of play out. Do you kind of buy into that or do you feel like with, you know, these are kind of levels that the market was always going to test irregardless of news catalysts like that? Uh, it's a difficult one to explain unless you've sort of been in the market for a while. So I guess I would have expected the market to come down, you know, looking at similar levels as you continue to to track it. And the events essentially just push it in the same direction that it was going anyway. And mm. Uh, most people that are watching these news headlines aren't following charts. Like it's just a, it's a pretty clear example. Exactly right. FTX is probably one of the biggest events that happened during this bear market. I can't think of anyone, any any other. I mean, we had Luna, no, but it wasn't like it caught up the entire space. It was people who were involved in Luna or UST, and of course there were some dominoes and there are other hedge funds that went down. But FTX, like yep. almost everyone in the US, had some money in it. It's you know it's a completely different different ballpark I think. So you're at the bottom of the market, FTX drops, and the downside that happened was so much less than correct and the UST dropped June and May yeah, exactly exactly yeah. yeah and so people are saying it's a bad event but look the market was already going down it was trending down you had another news catalyst like this FTX this could be the bottom event because the market just didn't fall that much harder and then basically had a week down. And then the last four weeks, it's been trying to climb back up. 
you know, it just didn't, it didn't follow through. So look, yeah, I, I guess it's like a roundabout way to answer the question. Um, when the trend's in trend, like if, if it's a bear market and the cycle is down, the timing is down, doesn't matter what happens, you're just going to keep going down. So no matter what news event comes up, you know, if it's bearish, it'll push the market down. Yeah, no, it's definitely a sentiment I share as well. Like uh, everyone was sort of, it, it almost seems like the mayhem that's ensued after the FTX saga and to have not seen price respond. Yeah. And, and, you know, not to that sort of intensity that we saw with the lunar crash. To me, that's pretty telling. Yeah. Especially when, you know, I work in crypto and this is the first time I've had people ask me, are you okay in crypto? <laughs> like that's kind of like- I always ask at the bottom, sort of don't signals, they? Almost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you you okay? You know, you're going to be fine at this Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be in a cardboard box, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's it's just interesting to watch this all play out. I mean, every bear market's going to be different, but um, this kind of feels like enough has happened. I feel enough, and, and you would have seen, and being in the Swiftex, you see what the next things do, like what the media catches onto next, and what people think the narrative should be. It's like. The FTX mm-hmm. has gone down, it's an exchange, and then they start targeting the next exchange and the next exchange. And, oh, and they just... Ex- so we've seen it with Binance, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they, they, they remember they started with crypto.com after that. It's like, get everything off crypto.com. They did, actually. And that was crazy. They, the, the worst thing that happened was they ran out of gas fees in one of their wallets. Just, you know, they didn't actually run out of liquidity, but they sort of pinned it that way. I just thought it was really Exactly. That's what happens uh, to the news catalysts. Yeah. So if you're new... Yeah definitely pay attention to those headlines because they're absolute garbage. You know, it just <laughs> yeah. goes up to crypto.com. They went up to KuCoin for a bit and they couldn't, they couldn't find anything. And so they just no. let, let, let that go. Now they're going after Binance and yep. eventually they'll let that go. And, you know, I, you know, they went up to SwiftX because you had FTX in your name <laughs> and they let that go. Yeah, I know. It's good. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to take our logo and just do one of those memes where you zoom in <laughs> and you zoom in again and there's like Sam Bankman-Fried's face there or True. something. Um, <laughs> nah, it's been an interesting year. I just, you know, it's, it's crypto. Crypto only could do this. I know, the drama. Like seven hey. seasons in a year. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess it'd be good, Jason, just to hear, you know, you've had a, a great sort of followership through the, you know, the last cycle and a lot of people have gotten to know you and you know the content that you're putting out, that kind of style. What are you sort of working on for your listeners and subscribers? And Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we have been working on our membership. So this is our education and trading membership for people to learn more about. You know, this, We're coming up to our second year anniversary with it. The guys that have been involved have made some pretty good, good coin. And if not, they sort of knew. They basically saved themselves. So the big thing that we like to teach, you know, just keep it really simple and and not get too crazy with mm-hmm. this, hey, you come to my group and you're going to make 100x coins, like this sort of bullshit. It's just and not our style. And so there's like a learning curve that people go through, especially when they start out. And, and listeners might be familiar with it is you start out and you lose a lot of money and then you lose a lot less money because you learn. And then you basically get to a point where you're breaking even. And then you start to make a little bit of profits, you know, trend around that profits to break even. And then eventually you get to this point of making profits all the time, provided you've done your, you know, your apprenticeship in the space and you get through to the end point, usually three to five years. That's, you know, if we're just being realistic here, you are versing. It's probably what it takes, Exactly. Right? Yeah, three to five years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've been trading for 12 years in investing for 16 and then I only found out about crypto in late 2016 and got in in early 2017, fortunately. So coming up to six years on that too. And you just see it like every cycle, you learn something new. So you have to go through an apprenticeship. And basically our membership there is to help people through that apprenticeship and hopefully get out the other end safely and use what they've learned in it to trade better, to invest better. We go through cycles. We look at the whole picture holistically from real estate to stock markets to crypto to metals and bring it all together because it's not just 
one area of the world to look at. We look at absolutely everything because it's all part of finance and how the system works. Yeah, nice. I mean, this it's been a concurrent theme. Obviously, this bear market, it's been one of the first ones where we've seen interest rate hikes, right? Like we've and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people said at the top of that, you know, the market really hadn't taken off. Well, unfortunately the macro picture wasn't the same as how it has been in previous cycles. So just having that knowledge probably would have saved a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. The importance of and that. even if you didn't know about those things coming up or what interest rates could mm. do, at least having some stops in play to go, well, something's changed here. We can get out sooner mm. than expected and at least be ready for the next cycle and not lose everything on the way down. Yeah, nice. It's a good shout. Oh, mate. Well, speak of catching up. We'll have to get you back on and, and sort of hopefully we have better things to talk about than how <laughs> everything's been down. But mate, just want to yeah say thank you for very much for joining us today. Of course. Thanks again, Pav. And you know, things seem down, but seriously, you people, if they're buying now, not financial advice, but if they've got <laughs> their plans, exactly, <laughs> I'm sure they'll look back in 12 months and 24 months and be like, damn, I'm, uh, you know, I did pretty well back then. Yeah. Hindsight's definitely 2020. But I mean, the one thing I've always said is like, I'm gutted. I've never gone through a bear market to have made more use out of it. So that's you know, your chance. Hey, I know I'm definitely trying to make the most out yeah. of it. Yep. Right. On it. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, dude. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 